0: Sorry, folks, I'm getting confused between what the blue book is and what the red book is. Page (laughs) 8. Page 8. I I know this this is July the 3rd, right? Tomorrow's July the 4th. We celebrate the country's birth and, and the freedoms we have. But can I tell you this? Without God being the center point of our country, we will lose every freedom we've got. I'm just going to tell you, we do have one of the greatest countries on the earth, and I say one of, because we're slipping, and there are other countries serving and seeking God more than we are, and they're starting to do things. We don't hear about them. We don't talk about them, but can I tell you this? The greatness of our country was not the ability to do what you want, but rather the ability to serve God with freedom. And do so knowing that that freedom was granted to us by God, but protected by those who willingly serve to do so. And church, we'll lose our freedoms when we give up God. Amen. And we're not far from giving up God. We're, we're, we're in a little cluster circle. There's a whole lot more going on around us than we realize. We really got to turn our hearts to God. Great is God's faithfulness, so we ought to have the
1: same. We want freedom.
0: Page 2. Anyways, you know, I, I'm just thinking here as we're singing these songs about how great thou art and, and great is thy faithfulness and how you know we love the country that we're in and I, I, I'm I'm so thankful to have been born free, like Paul said. You know, he he was uh a, a born free. And when they looked at the things there and the rights that they had, I was born free. But I was bound in bondage until God set me free from sin. Amen. And, you know, God is so great and so wonderful and so merciful. God is so faithful. But, but I was thinking, Brother Gary, and I don't know enough history to be qualified and, and, and give a history lesson. But let me give you a history lesson. When I was in high school and going through grade school and so forth up through there, we learned about our presidents and the founding of our country and our freedoms. And one thing that I've realized over several listenings and learnings and and studies, that in every war that mattered, God had his hand somewhere. Evident see. George Washington crossed the Delaware in a fall. And he got to the other side, and the enemy could not see him because of a fog that set in. Once their crossing is done, though, the fog begins to lift. God had his hand in that right there. It don't just happen by circumstance. I think about when they started marching on Israel, how that all of a sudden, somewheres and nowheres, they run out of fuel. Things begin to break and come down. God had his hand there. You you can go on, and, and, and I think about e- even other times there, in, 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 in wartime and wartime, and how many times I've read stories there where the enemy was doing one thing, and then the fog would roll in a cloud. And that's what fog is, by the way. It's a cloud. A cloud would come in and, and distort things so that the enemy could no longer see the good side. God led the children of Israel by day with a cloud. Led them by night with a fire. You think about how many times if we would go through and we'd study out and think about things, God has done amazing things to get us where we're at. Now, I'm not old enough again to remember everything, but I hear the stories. And oftentimes the stories that I would hear would be how that something miraculous happened. And how often the miraculous thing that happened, very, very, the longer history goes, the less credit God gets for it. That's why I'm saying, church. We keep moving away from God. We're in trouble. Can I tell you something this morning, church? Guns will not keep your freedom. They may prolong the opportunity for a little while, but your freedom is really given of God. And God is the only one who can keep your freedom. I'm free in Christ. We need to remember that. Say, brother, aren't you going to preach every time you get a chance? I might this morning. I really might. Because I'm telling tell you something, church. I'm, I'm, I'm not old enough to be old and I'm too, too old to be young. But I am old enough to remember they used to teach in school that God gave us our freedoms. The Constitution, these are given by God. Remember, your Bible says in Genesis 1-1, In the beginning, God created, right? In John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. It points back to the beginning. And by the way, start looking at when societies and, and history and everything started to change. It, it's, it's not just, it wasn't just when they stopped praying in school. When they changed the Bible from what it, what, what it was to something different, they started changing the effectiveness of God, the influence of God. And God was no longer a necessary God became an evil. You ever thought about that? Today in school, God is an evil thing to talk about. You you can't pray to God. You can't pray in Jesus' name. I mean, and you say, Brother Ernie, they don't believe that way. That's the problem, church. School used to be held in the church house. The Bible used to be the book of literature and learning. And and when you looked at it, you you knew how to count things. You knew how to read things. Church, listen to me. We put it in the public school because we had to have a separation of church and state. And by the way, it's not found anywhere in the Constitution. It says the state shall not infringe in our freedom of religion. But it did not say the church could not direct the state in the things of God. We're giving it up. And we're losing it. And I'll tell you something else, church. Look around and see the empty pews and you'll see the result of what's happened. Do we really need an invasion in our country to cause the church houses to be filled up? Do we need a traumatic event to happen to cause the church houses to be filled? God forbid that somebody would walk into one of our schools around here and have a mass shooting and then the church houses filled up because children's funerals are being held. We need to get our hearts right with God so we can help others get their hearts right with God and then stand up for God. You want God to stand for you, you better stand with him. Stand up for him. We've been playing too long with God. Time's running short. You don't believe me, look around. Pay a little closer attention. We're scared of losing our freedom to vote and know that it counts. We're scared of losing our freedom to keep and bear arms. We ought to be scared of our freedom to worship God freely. Church, that's the difference maker. That's the difference maker. When God was at the forefront, you didn't have to have a a pistol on your side or in your pocket. You didn't have to lock the church doors to make sure they funneled in the right way so you could see what was going on. You didn't lock your homes. I remember as a kid sleeping at night with my windows not only uh, unlocked but opened up. The front door opened up. The screen door might be latched, but but the front door. The, the we that's the air conditioning we had. I tell you, got a long ways away from God. That's why we're at where we're at. I just don't go ahead. Open your Bibles to John chapter sixteen. We'll take care of other things in just a little bit. Jesus was preparing his disciples for his departure. Not not a spiritual departure, but a physical departure. And and we need to understand this, church, this morning. While while Jesus physically departed in body, he spiritually remained. In in the hearts and the minds of the people, he, he gave them... One, the word of God. He, he presented to them the gospel. He was the God. Uh, if you think, of, he was the word of God while he was God in the flesh. He was the word of God. He was imparting into them the preparation of his separation. Uh, but he was not leaving them spiritually speaking, only physically speaking. As he would ascend into the Father, he said, I will ascend into the Father and I will send you another comforter. What did it say there? He will reprove the world of their sins and remind you of whatsoever I have taught you. So he said he's still going to do the work that I'm doing. He's still going to work the way that I'm working, but now he said I'm leaving, and as I'm leaving, he says you're going to be the responsible ones. Now think about this for just a second, church. Matthew 5, 16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And Jesus told them that they were light. Right? A city that's set upon a hill cannot be hid. And, and so the responsibility of, of the gospel and maintaining the, the freedom that God was giving us through Jesus Christ was passed this way to Christ. We're not going to circle around here again and get re and to refresh or Jesus is not going to come down and try to teach us and instruct us on more. He's at with the Father interceding. The responsibility is ours today. We're the ones who has to instruct in righteousness and in holiness. And, it, and it's right here before us. It's, it's not a hard thing to do, church. It's, it's Real easy, it's right here in the Word of God. Brother Gary was talking to me just a few minutes before church and just kind of kept stirring up because this is what I've been I told him I've been thinking about this all week long. By the time they get done, and you shared with Brother Brother Dale, by the time you get done with Sunday school, spending an hour or a half hour in Sunday school. All the way through there. By the time you get through the 12th grade, you'd have a third grade education in the Bible. If you calculate by hour. Can I tell you, though, a lot of folks get out of Sunday school, get into church, and and it's still the same way. You you just get a little bit here. And and I'm telling you, church, I read some things in the scriptures that, that just blow my mind away. I was reading last night, and I'll, I'll not cross over there. It's not chasing a rabbit, but it's another thing. But I was reading there, and I thought to myself, how many people would understand what I'm even talking about? We you start talking about Jesus being a stone, being a rock, he is a sure foundation, the Bible says everything he instructed the disciples to do, everything he gave us in the word of God, everything there is so that you and I would be able to stand up on the truth of what God says, holding to the facts that we should live by. If you look at this, and, and, I, and, I, and I, here, here's my, my joy this morning in this aspect, but here's my sphere this morning. In John 16, verse 33, it says this. These things have I spoken unto you that you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. If you think about it this way this morning, church, Jesus is instructing and teaching and telling and in and, and all this, we're sitting there going, man, this is so good. This is so wonderful. This is so great. Hey, but everything's falling apart. And, and, and we got God to lean on. We got God to trust in. We got God to talk about. Jesus said, listen to me. The only way you're going to have any peace in this world is understanding I've overcome this world and this world is not your home. Amen. We can fight and debate And do everything we want to down here and try to secure what we think is liberty and freedom and everything else. But I tell you this this morning, while you might have a temporary freedom here through all of that, without Jesus Christ, you're in eternal bondage. It's not going to end well. things in my life and, and I've been asking the church to pray for things and 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 we sit down sometimes and we start looking and we say well we can't do this because of that and we can't do this because of that and we can't do this because of that and I told Ned the, the other day I said you know what God told me something she said what is I said I don't want to tell you why not because it don't go the way we've been going it don't go the way we've been talking tell me God said to set my affections on things above you know what church look around the devil's been getting people to set their affections on things beneath that's why they're not in church preached not long ago, don't get distracted. And yet we're distracted. In the church house, we're distracted. Thinking about other things in the church house. By the way, what should be the number one thing we're thinking about right now? And what are we thinking about? I mean, right now it should be God. And, and Christ, and, and we should be praying to God in our hearts. God, minister unto me this morning. Help me this morning. Show me what it is I need to do. Hey, God, I need, and I know I need. Instead, we start thinking about, well, lunch is going to come up shortly. I wonder if I'm going to get to eat. How long is it going to take me to get to eat? Will I get back? You know, we start thinking about everything else. And the closer we get to 12 o'clock, the more we think about everything out there, and the farther we get away from God in here. And this is supposed to be the place. Of getting close to God. In my father's house. Right? He said my father's house was supposed to be the house of prayer. Instead it's a den of thieves. And and you say brother Herney. We're not thieves. Listen to me. Every time we come into the house of God. And instead of paying attention to God. We take and sit here. And we're distracted by everything out there. We're just stealing time. It's supposed to be God's time. And by the way, church, I'm telling this to myself in a lot of ways because listen to me, as we go through and we look at what life is doing to us and what's going on, we can get so distracted we don't realize that God is greater than everything else. There is nothing too big for God. You want freedom? tell you something about security system church it may show you what happened but it can't stop it from happening God may not show you what happened but he can stop it from happening big difference huh your car alarm goes off you jump up you run out the window's broke. Whatever's left in the cup holder, your sunglasses or whatever, is gone. And now you feel violated because your car's been broken. That's what Brother Sir Leah's going through this morning. Not his car, but his home. I'll tell you something, church. That, 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 that makes you get all kinds of emotions. I, I can understand. But listen to me. A security system going off, the alarm going off, didn't stop anybody from breaking the window and grabbing what they could. But God can stop it. The problem today is is we put far more faith in other things than we do in God. And we we got to the point today where we're at. And, and I'm telling you, church, this morning, I, I'm trying my best to stay off the political side of things and just throw it all out there because the Bible said there's none good. No, not one. I don't care what party they're in. They're all sinners. But listen to me very carefully. The mess we're in is not because of the party. It's because of the forgetting of God. The neglecting of God. It, it, listen to me, I don't care who they are and how many times they stand up there and they put their hand on a Bible and they take an oath and they say, So help me God, if they don't trust God, follow God, love God, honor God, and if we don't pray for them and to God, it's not going to make a difference. It doesn't make a difference if you carry your Bible into church and you you open it up to where I tell you to, and you carry it out. It don't make a difference. If you don't have God in your heart and a relationship with God that supersedes everything else, it don't make a difference. We've been diminishing the value and the importance of God. By the way, that, that word is stuck into my mind. Ever since I read that, I didn't even know the word diminishing was in the Bible. Boy, God said in the Old Testament, do not diminish my word. You know, we get stuck in Revelations where he said, Don't add unto and don't take away. And, and you know what? I'll be honest with you. Those words are like, you know, plain right there in English, right? Don't add, don't take. But you know what the word "diminished" means? Don't have, or don't take rather. Don't make it less than what it is. And and that's exactly what we've done. You you ever thought about the the, the Ten Commandments? We we break them down real easy. Uh, Thou shalt have no other God. There was a whole lot more written around that, by the way. God explain what that meant. Love thy father and thy mother. Honor thy father and mother that thy days upon the earth may be long. I, I, I try to be good. You know my belief. You know my holdings. You know my standard is, is not is, is right here. KJV. I heard a guy the other night say this, and this is the problem in the hearts and minds of people and Christians today. He said, I, I've used the King James because it's my conviction. He said, but but the good thing is, is no matter what translation you use, they, they all held the standard. They, they all kept the meanings there. I said, no, it did not. I mean, if I could, if I'd have jumped up grabbed him by the throat on television, I mean, that's the way I felt, you know. Well, I know I couldn't do that, but, but here's the deal. So I, I do something, and I do this all the time. I just go ahead and I pick the scripture he's at, and I go to the other version there, and I read what it says there, and I say, that's not the same as what it just said here. Because, you know, in my Bible, in 2 Timothy there, in 1 Timothy, it's reading there, and it says, uh, if a man desire the office of a bishop, he desires the good thing. Let him be the husband of one wife. And in that other version, it said, if an overseer desire the office, or if the, if any person desire the office of an overseer, Let them be faithful to their wife. I don't know about you, brothers, in here. I want to ask you a question Does that mean the same thing? I mean, let's just be honest. Everybody makes mistakes, things happen, and sometimes they're not our decisions. But the husband of one wife is far different from just being faithful to your wife. You ought to have been faithful to your wife in the first place. If every husband and every wife were faithful to their spouse, and by the way, not everyone, but 99% of marriages performed, they all stood there and said before God and took an oath, and then they lied, they broke their oath. divorces in the country now they're afraid to get a divorce so they just live together and they think God will be okay with that too by the way because, because I'm telling you there's a lot of them living together going to church and the pastor never says one word about that I mean after all hey, you're all equal in the side of God God don't care about that, no God does care about that church if a deacon desire, if, if a man desire to be, and by the way Boy, I get in trouble here. When the Bible says, if a man, it meant a man. Women are not deacons, nor pastors, nor ordained ministers. And I know I'll rub some of my free will Baptist brothers wrong by saying this, but I'm going to tell you something. The day we do that, the day I'm done. I'm done. And if you don't want to go with me, you don't have to go with me. You can find another pastor. But I'm telling you, I will lead the free will baptist the day they ordain a woman in either office. And if they've done it already, somebody tell me so I can get rid of it. It's not that you ladies aren't Christians. It's not that you ladies aren't important. It's that God said if a man desired, God meant for the man to be the leader. And by the way, we'd have been in a better shape if men would have led. When I first come into this association, you know what? I preached out there at the denomination. The, the, the men out there were cowards. You know why? They would never volunteer to select the pastor for the next, the ordained minister for the next meeting. All the men were sitting, and I thought to myself, well, I'm young here. I don't know lots lot going But every time, three ladies would volunteer to select the minister for the next meeting. I thought, three, what are, you men are supposed to do that. Y'all afraid you're not going to get picked? Lead. Remember Dad's Day? Dads need to lead. God gave you the responsibility to lead your family. Lead them in holiness in godliness in faithfulness. And you say, well, Brother Ernie, I failed. I didn't do it the right way. Listen to me. I don't care how bad I've been. God told me to step up and do it right now. He's overcome the world, and the only way we're going to overcome the world is to overcome it with Jesus. The long and the short of everything we do today and everything we talk about today is getting right with God. If we ain't right with God, I don't care what we've got. We'll lose it all. Remember what the Bible says. What has separated you from you and your God? Hath not iniquity. We want to claim the grace dispensation, the grace of God. We're living in the grace time. Yeah, for by grace are you saved, that not, for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of works, lest any man should boast. But listen to me. We are supposed to be his workmanship. Read verse 9 and 10, church. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Read it in your KJV because the other Bibles, the the other books, they don't say it. It says, for there is now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. And they stop right there because they want to say, you're saved, everything's good. No, it says in your Bible, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. The responsibility to maintain the God-given rights that we have is to follow God, not to ignore God. Not to diminish God. I won't be able to find it. I'm probably not going to find it. And that's okay if I can't real quick. but I'll read this one here. It's, it's close. I was looking for judgment to begin at the house of God. But but look what he says. First, Second Peter chapter 3. Verse 9. We'll close right here. Not with verse 9, but with this passage. The Lord is not slack concerning His promises as some men count slackness. But as long-suffering toward us were not willing that any should perish, but that all... Should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away in a great noise, and the elements shall, shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Everything that you and I have got is going to burn one day, materially speaking. Nothing is going to escape. I got a fireproof safe at my house. Have some stuff in it. It's good for about 30 minutes, I guess. I don't know. Maybe an hour. But you know what? It ain't going to escape the heat and the wrath of God. It's going to melt and everything in it will melt and burn up. It, it's, it's, it's just the way it is, church. One day this is all coming to an end. It says, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. We, we say this ashes to ashes and dust to dust. From the earth we came and the earth we returned. We, we, we used to talk about how that the body would die and go down and be buried, and it would turn back into dust. It's going to decay, leave it in the ground long enough, and it's going to go away, church. Everything's going to dissolve that you and I see that we have the only thing escaping this world is your soul and your soul will have a new body i have not yet figured out what it's going to be like but i'm thankful for this that if you're going to heaven it's going to be a glorious body and it's going to be a wonderful body if you're going to hell though it's going to be an eternal body prepared to receive and feel everything that hell has the rich man in hell had 20, 20 vision. Could see all the way in Abraham's bosom. He, he didn't have anything short of miraculous feeling because he felt the torments that he had. He thirsted. He wanted a drop of water. You know what? His heart broke because his brother was lost and he knew it. Good good news about heaven. Everybody in heaven doesn't know a person's lost. Bad news about hell. Every person in hell knows who's lost. Think about that torture. Seeing that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. Nevertheless, we according to his promise, God's promise. Hey, I don't care who says they'll defend the Constitution of the United States of America to the point of death. And by the way, I I, I will do that to the best of my ability. I, I will stand as long as I can stand. I'm going to do what I can, but here's something, church. It's more important that we protect the Word of God in our lives and in the lives of others than it is the Constitution. We focus so much on the Constitution, we lose sight of God. And when you lose sight of God, you lose everything. That's the real problem. You don't believe me? Look at what's going on with the Supreme Court right now. Just think about it. They want to say all the wrong people are in there. Can I tell you something? They're just going back and they're saying, here's what the Constitution says, here's what we need to do, and they're doing the things the Constitution says, and then they say, by the way, you people who elect these people, it's your choice to make. It's your choice. You know what God said? It's your choice. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Amen. Jesus said it, if you're not with me, you're against me. It's real simplistic. He that gathereth not scattereth abroad. I mean, the Bible doesn't, it's not any different, church. It hasn't changed if you hold to the word of God. And I will say it, Lovingly and peacefully. This supersedes anything else. And if you go against this, the word of God, not not this, this, then you're wrong. Period. End of discussion. No debate. Therefore, my beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace without spot and blemish. I'll stop right there because look what he said here. Jesus said this again. These things have I spoken unto you that that in me ye might have peace. In me, not not in this world, not in the things of this world, but in me, in Christ, you'll have peace. In Christ, in this world, you shall have tribulation. The Bible says, "All that shall live godly shall suffer tribulation." You're going to be messed up. You're going to be persecuted, rather. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Church, I'm going to die. And in my death, with my faith and my trust in Christ Jesus, I become victorious. Because greater is He that is in me. He that's in the world. But you live in the world, for the world, by the world's rules. Hell's your home. But you live in the world through Christ Jesus. With Christ Jesus in you. In other words, you, you may be in the world, but you're not of the world. You've been transformed, renewed. You, you're following, you're loving, you're serving, you're honoring. Your faith is in Christ. You're not going to be perfect, but your faith is not going to waver. And therefore, when you mess up, you confess up, because why? You're getting prepared to go up. That's what I want to do, church. When I die, I want to go be with the Lord. We need to start fighting for God again. And that fight is done in prayer. carnal weapons they won't win that battle but prayer Brother Lonnie talked about it in the revival. prayer prayer will make a difference would you stand this morning Father thank you today for your love thank you today for your mercy thank you today for your grace Lord I do thank you for allowing me to be Born in the place that I'm born, there's there's no doubt about it, dear God. That other countries, are, I I possibly many of them, Lord, would have never even got to hear about you. But God, having been able to hear, gives us a responsibility, an opportunity, and a privilege. So, dear God, today I pray, Father, help me not to be slack. Concerning that, but instead help others to understand it, to love it, and pursue you. Lord, I pray today touch each and every life that's here and meet the needs of their heart, dear God. We, we know, Father, what needs to be, or you know what needs to be. We we just sit, we need to follow you. Help us, Father. We pray this morning. We pray, Father, these things in Christ's name. Amen. amen. You want to come for a moment of prayer before we dismiss? We'll take up the offering and stuff in just a little bit, but let's let's surrender to God for a moment.